You are listening to the Recovering Faith Podcast, an honest and non-judgmental discussion on faith in God and the doubts we often have, why it's sometimes difficult to trust God, and how we can know with a surety that He loves us. This show centers on strengthening and rebuilding our faith after loss, tragedy, or when coming to Christianity from a non-Christian or pseudo-Christian worldview. Now, here is your host, Gene Curl. Hello and welcome back to Recovering Faith Podcast. If you happen to hear some loud noise in the background, it is probably the thunder. Uh, We just had a a tornado warning lifted a little while ago and it was pretty wild there for a minute. So, um, like I say, if you hear a noise in the background, that's probably it. Uh, Today's episode is going to be about Christianity and climate change, and basically how Christians should respond to uh, to environmentalism. And for as long as I can remember, I've had a great love for the outdoors and a great respect for it, and I've always loved to go fishing and hiking and camping and everything outside. And I've always stood in awe at the beauty of God's creation. From a young age, my mother taught me to leave every place better than I found it, both out of respect for those who had visited after me and for the God who created it. Even now, whenever I go camping or fishing or when I go on a walk, I pick up other people's trash and dispose of it properly. And to the best of my ability, I try to leave no trace. I've always cared about keeping the water and air clean, and I've always cared about preserving the beauty of the wilderness and saving the habitat for the wildlife that live there. I think it would be a fair statement to call me an environmentalist, but I am in no way extreme. And to be honest, I don't think man-made climate change is a real thing. And some people may make me the villain for that and say that I'm a science denier, However, the same people who are saying that that uh, I'm a science denier are probably denying the aspects of science that they don't agree with, which I won't get into in this podcast, at least not now. I'm not saying that climate change that the climate's not changing or that people are not horribly polluting the earth just that the impacts of human activities are given far too much weight considering how small uh, amount of time we've actually been here and how many warming and cooling cycles the Earth has had up to this point. Honestly, though, it doesn't really matter in the grand scheme of things whether or not I believe in man-made climate change because I'm a huge proponent of clean air and water. And regardless of whether or not human activities contribute to climate change, I'm a firm believer that we should all do our part to conserve precious resources and to keep the air and water clean so we don't kill ourselves and our children and the myriad of other beautiful life forms that God put here on earth. I am also firmly, however, against any kind of a power grab from the government that where they get to control every little aspect of our life under the guise of protecting the environment because as anybody who's paid any attention knows, the government is extremely wasteful and does not do a good job managing anything 
and once you give them power you never get it back and throughout human history the government's only concerned with preserving itself and not anyone else so I think that as individuals and as groups we can do a whole lot more for preserving the environment and yes I know some regulations are required but I mean I just don't think that we should just sacrifice all our freedom for any kind of false promises government promising us things that it can't actually come through on there is a false dichotomy when it comes to the environment it's either that you hate humans and think we need to get rid of automobiles electricity and all modern conveniences to save the planet even if we don't remain on on the earth or you're a horrible person who could care less about the fate of the world so long as you make enough money the truth is that we can both protect the environment and live in relative comfort we don't have to choose between the economy and the environment and we don't have to choose between freedom and the environment there are some Christians who believe that it's no big deal to pollute the air and water and to otherwise destroy nature because they think God will just come and clean it up at some point anyway but there are so many problems with that mindset one of which is an extremely is extreme ingratitude to the God of the universe imagine if your children decided to have a wild party and destroy your house while you're out of town because they knew you would fix it when you got home would you be happy with your children for destroying your house and leaving a mess for you to clean up I'd wager that you would be furious and you would feel completely disrespected and you'd probably never trust them again and you definitely would not give them a reward if you're a Christian you should believe that God can and will set all things right someday but you absolutely should not intentionally or through neglect make more of a mess to clean up and in the process make life difficult for those who come after you if you are pouring your used oil into the street drains or in the river or if you're dumping your trash along the side of the road or in the forest you're not a good Christian and you're not a good person while it is true that the Bible says that the earth was made for man and everything was man's to rule over it also says that God made man the steward of earth and the Bible is clear that God expects us to be good stewards of anything and everything that he put us in charge of if God is ups was upset <coughs> or if God's upset with a servant who buried his talent imagine the reaction to one who destroyed it and that parable says again it will be like the man going on a journey who called his servants to, and entrusted his wealth to them to one he gave five bags of gold to another two bags and to another one bag each according to his ability then he went on his journey the man who received five bags of gold went at once and put his money to work and gained five bags more so also the one with two bags of gold gained two more but the one who had received one bag went off dug a hole in the ground and hid his master's money after a long time the master of those servants returned and settled accounts with them the man who had received five bags of gold brought the other five master he said you have entrusted me with five bags of gold see I have gained five more his master replied well done good and faithful servant you have been faithful with a few things I will put you in charge of many things come and share your master's happiness 
The man with two bags of gold also came. Master, he said, you have entrusted me with two bags of gold. See, I have gained two more. His master replied, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. Then the man who had received one bag of gold came and said, I knew that you were a hard man, investing where you have not sown and gathering where you, where you have not scattered. So I was afraid and went out and hid your gold in the ground. See, here is what belongs to you. His master replied, You wicked and lazy servant, so you knew that I harvested where I have not sown and gathered where I have not scattered seed. Well then, you should have put my money on deposit with a banker so that when I returned I would have received it back with interest. So take the bag of gold and give it to him with, that has ten bags. For he who has will be given more, and they will have an abundance. Whoever does not have, even that which they have will be taken from them. And throw that worthless servant outside into the darkness, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. And that was Luke 25, 14 through 30. Another parable that illustrates how God expects us to treat whatever he puts us in charge of is Luke 12. And it also makes clear how God feels about those who do not honor their commitment and repay and they don't repay the trust that was given them. The Lord answered, Who then is faithful and wise manager, whom the master puts in charge of his servants and gives them their food and allowance at the proper times? It will be good for that servant whom the master finds doing so when he returns. Truly, I tell you, he will put him in charge of all his possessions. But suppose that servant said to himself, My master is taking a long time in coming. And then he begins to beat the other servants, both men and women, and to eat and drink and to get drunk. Master, that servant will come on a day when he does not expect him, and an hour he is not aware of. He will cut him to pieces and assign him a place with the unbelievers. The servant who knows the master's will and does not get ready or does not do what the master wants will be beaten with many blows. But the one who does not know and does things deserving punishment will be beaten with a few blows. From everyone who has been given much, will, much will be demanded. And from the one who has been entrusted with much, much more will be asked. Luke 12, 42-57 The Bible also says that anyone who does not provide for their relatives, and especially for their own house, has to deny the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. 1 Timothy 5.8 And polluting the air and poisoning the water is definitely not providing for your family, or at least not for your descendants. While it is extremely important to protect the earth, we should not revere or worship the earth because, despite what some people will tell you, the earth is a thing and not a sentient being, and is definitely not a god. We are to worship God and God alone, and to worship the earth, which is what a lot of environmentalists or environmental movements do, is to worship the created instead of the creator. Yes, the earth is awesome and should be respected, but as awesome as it is, the one who created it is even more awesome. Ultimately, all things were created for the glory of God, Colossians 1.16, and it brings glory to God when we protect and respect the things he so graciously provided for us. 
But God is also a jealous God and strictly forbids us from worshiping anything but him, Exodus 20, 4-5. And that includes the things that he created, including the earth. Some people who worship the earth and nature make it more important than humanity. But the earth was made for man, not the other way around. Also, I see little point in trying to save the earth if it means that we will all die. But luckily, those aren't the only two choices. Far from it. There is no reason why we can't be good stewards and protect the earth and still remain on it and fully enjoy the things that God gave us. Thanks for listening, and I will catch you next week. Thanks for listening to the Recovering Faith Podcast. Please rate and review this show and share it with your friends and family. You are loved.